Welcome to Pat's Cast, the unofficial Regina Pat's podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And this is our episode for March 10th, 2019. Right circle, Ty Cole. Cole, wrist shot, scores! Puck comes loose right to Garrett Wright. He's up the left way into the Warrior zone. Left circle, a shot, scores! What a shot, Garrett Wright, top corner. Over the glove of Adam Ivanov. So Watsky in the pass on the right wing into the right circle. In front for Sterling. What a right pass save for McNabb, but he's got it covered in the crease. And then Crane just dummied somebody in front, and they were looking for that rebound. Okay, well, last week Chris had the cold this week. You might notice that I have the cold, but uh, we'll go ahead with it. Uh, just bear with us a little bit. Two games to look at this week, two Moose Jaw games. Let's just jump right into them. Not not too much to say about them, not too much positive to say about them, I don't think. I guess just recognizing Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw's looking pretty good. They're primed for a good playoff round against Saskatoon. It sounded like every, everything's kind of figured out in this uh, in the East. Not too much can change. Well, nothing can change now with standings and whatnot. But either way, they uh, they really took it to us. And they kind of have the whole season. We haven't really had much success against them. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, the top line didn't get as much ice time in the second game. Yeah, the one here, uh, the Friday night game, was okay. At least it was uh, competitive. The first period, I think we got outplayed a little bit. Took a few stupid penalties, and really that was... It was the difference in that game and even the second game. Power play goals they got, and that was kind of it. We just couldn't get back into it. Yeah, the refing was pretty inconsistent in the second game. There's some weak calls. Mitchell stepped up, had a nice hit on a guy, and they said head contact. There's this, but then McNabb got run twice. No mm-hmm. call. His helmet got knocked. The guy hit him right in the head. Helmet got knocked off and everything. No call. Then he got run a second time. No call. Dubinsky took a... Uh, I guess it was a bad penalty. He took a chop. It was tough to see if the puck was loose or not. Like the video feed was so bad, you couldn't really tell. But yeah, he uh-huh. took a chop at the goalie and he got a penalty. All right, fair enough. That's it's a penalty. Well, their guy, there's a few guys that was kind of scrubbing in front of the net, and the one guy was just pitchforking McNabb like five times. Uh-huh. And finally, Riley Crane just grabs the guy and throws him down, and we get the penalty. Of course, we do. Yeah, it was it was pretty. Inconsistent. I mean, it didn't cost us the game or anything, but it was just sad to see that the refing was so bad that yeah. game. We were playing a bit handicapped these two games. Uh, Strew and Nyhoff both out for that Friday night game. Strew is back for Saturdays, but that's two centermen down. Uh, Pierce was out a late scratch for the Saturday night game. Tyson Feist was out. Really, we had our we only had three full lines of, of uh, Fords. Clayton there. The lone man on the fourth line. Yeah, he did get a lot of ice, though, Yeah, in, uh, in the game here. It's just sad. I mean, you're playing handicapped as it is with uh, down two centermen. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Tough games all around, I don't know. Uh, good fan draw, though, on Friday night. I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah, almost a sellout. Near sellout. So, I mean, it was fun to be at. It's good to see a, a non-playoff team really kind of just winding down the season to see that many people out. I don't know if they're giving away a lot of tickets or what's going on, but uh, lots of people there, good energy. Yeah, got to get out and get a little bit of entertainment before yeah. summer hits. So. Maybe it was the weather that was helping people get out finally. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about these games or just... Uh, I think 
kind of stood out the Alkabov Dubinsky right line in both games kind of stood out. Right. They look good. Uh, Massey's look good again. You can see his speed's really, he's using advantage of that now. Like he can, he realizes what he's got and yeah. he's, he's had some good chances. He had a kind of a little bit of breakaway on the second game there. I guess he could have tried to move. He had to get to the puck first. He didn't have a full on breakaway, uh-huh. but he just, as soon as he got the puck, he shot it, which he would try to go top corner. Goalie made a nice save, but, uh, yeah, you know, the young guys are looking better. So that's nice to see. You know, but there's still lots of mistakes that they're making as well, but hopefully we can start to clean that up for next year. Yeah. Again, the power plays. Yeah, it's not, again. <laughs> not looking too hot. I don't. Uh, penalty kill had some trouble against Moose Jaw. That's, but I mean, Moose Jaw's got a pretty good PP one. Yeah, got some good players out there. And the, their first power play goal was the exact same play as the first power play goal in the game On here. Friday. So it yeah. was. Yeah. It was the exact same play, and we got beat on it twice. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. We'll continue on with our players of the week, picks of the week. Uh, you want to start off this week? Sure. Forward, I'll go with right. That line looked good in both games. He had the goal in the second game. A nice shot again. Yeah. He, he went real wide, and he was almost at the faceoff dot when he shot it. Like, I thought he went, the defenseman kind of pushed him that way, which is a good play, but. And he got it top corner, glove side, and it was a real nice shot. Uh, as for defense, uh, Puto's looked solid back there in that Friday night game. He looked pretty good. And Paddock had a pretty good game Friday night as well. Got the first star, but uh-huh. I mean, there wasn't a ton of, like, there's a lot of shots, but there wasn't a ton of great scoring chances for Moose Jaw Friday. And McNabb didn't play terrible. He had some nice saves sat, uh, Saturday night. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Puto as well, you know. Maybe we should try and pick someone else, but uh, I think we're in consensus there. Um, He's just, our best D-man out there right now, right? He is, yeah. The other guys are young. They're still making their way. Yeah, yeah. Definitely seeing that leadership, too. He's just that nice physical presence out there. Yeah, he's going to be missed next year, but he's got some plans, though. We were reading, there was an article there about him. He's looking at, uh, was it University of Manitoba, Lethbridge, possibly U of R as well. So he's looking at CIS route, which I think is... Uh, a really good idea for him. Yeah, also, definitely. There's also a mention of him kind of looking at Europe and a different route that way, but he'll be our defensive player of the week, I think. Offensive, uh, it's tough to pick. This yeah, game. it didn't look good offensively oh, in either game. Two goals all both games. Um, I'll just pick one of the young guys, Riley Crane. A bit of a physical presence out there again. Wasn't a great week for, for offense. That's okay. It's okay. Looking forward to next week. I guess essentially our race with PG is kind of out of reach now getting there unless we really yeah pull these games out of the hat but pg beat One. portland last night and they're a few points up on us now so it's looking like that that uh, narrative is is kind of coming to an end yeah we're gonna have to win out and they're gonna have to lose out for us to pass them so yeah that's gonna be tough yeah um swift current's a winnable game uh, should be <laughs> i've been saying yeah. that every time i play swift current but they've beat us a few times actually yeah. Uh, then it's uh, a home and home against Brandon, the game Friday here and Brandon in Saturday, on Saturday. And I thought maybe that'd be big games for Brandon, but with them losing in Calgary and Madison hat this weekend, they're in red deer, red deer. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two teams. They really, they had to be needed to win. Yeah. Those were, and they lost to both. They were up against red deer three, nothing and ended up losing five, three. 
yeah, and then tough. lost in the hat last night. So, um, yeah, they, they controlled their destiny there, and it seems like it might be slipping away for them. They, it depends. I mean, they, everyone has a few games left. If they can put together these wins and get four points against us, I don't know. They yeah. still might be able to squeak it out. But They're four points back with three games to go. Okay. And Red Deer has a game in hand as well. They're all, they're in there, four points back Red Deer as well. So, so it's not mathematically out of the question, but yeah, yeah they certainly didn't do themselves any favors no. this weekend. They need those two wins. Yeah. That's the two teams they're chasing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, draft lottery. We've been talking about that a little bit lately. Uh, some more news on that really is that Matt Savoy was denied his exceptional status by the CHL. That seems, no, by Hockey Canada. Hockey Canada, sorry. Yeah. 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 And that seems to be pan decision by most people. Seem like he uh, should be playing in the league next year full time. Seems like he's got the skill. Like I only see a little bit of him in that game uh, at the Winter Games when they played Saskatchewan and he had a hat trick and Mm -hmm. he had one really nice goal. but other than that, I haven't really seen him play, so I can't comment on that. But it seems like the narrative out there is he should be playing full-time next year. That seems to be the talk on Twitter, that he is more than skilled enough. So they denied him, but then granted the guy on the OHL. Yeah. So I don't know who's... I don't know if it's the same people making the decisions for each league. Definitely, it sounds like this raised a few eyebrows as to why they didn't grant him WHL exceptional status. I guess how it relates to the... Pats is Carter Savoy, Matt's brother. Uh, he's 17 right now, playing in a 16-year-old season. He turned 17 in January. We So he's a Regina Pat draft pick. We drafted him the same year, the Dubinsky year, uh, ninth round, 198th overall. He's committed to the University of Denver for the 21-22 season. He's playing in the AJHL right now, uh, just received Rookie of the Year honors there. Uh, 31 goals, 42 assists for a total of 73 points. So he's a young guy playing in, I mean, not uh, WHL level, but AJHL. So he's playing older guys and having some success there. It was the question ever that he might, if Matt Savoy got drafted, they would he could be possible draft or a trade bait for whoever did get yeah, Matt I think, Savoy. And I think it would be best situation for the Pats if Matt was granted exceptional, exceptional status, gets drafted this year. He's getting drafted this year either way, mm-hmm. but now maybe his options are opening him up to something else if he can't play, since he can't play this year full-time. But if he was able to play full-time, the best situation is for us is we could uh, dangle Carter for trade bait and get something in return because I don't think he's going to be playing for the Pats. I can almost uh, put money on that. He's not going to be playing for us. No, and that's that's the whole thing. Was and that's why he's probably drafted so late for being what seems to be quite a skilled player drafted in the ninth round. Is that there's never really uh, high hopes for him playing here, but he could be, yeah, maybe draft or uh, sorry trade bait. If uh, if Matt's team wanted to try and get him, but not 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 holding out now that uh, well now the question is if some people are saying Matt Savoy might go the NCAA route as well, and I I don't know about that like I, w- with his skill level, 
like, okay, he goes plays junior A for two years. Does that really help him? Because obviously he's he should be more than skilled enough to play junior A. Is that bringing him down? Is that going to help his development? And then go play NCAA. Well, are you really? You're not going to go play for four years. You're uh-huh. going to go there for maybe one year and then go to the NHL. So, I mean, like, the best option for him for development would probably be the WHL, even though he got denied um, for this year. Like, it, it's I guess it's up to them, though, like, what they want to do. Like, it's kind of similar, like, Tyson Jost, where we picked up his rights and we thought maybe there's a chance of him coming last year, Memorial Cup year. Yeah. But he, he's like, no, I play in junior A, go to school. And then he signed with Colorado after his first year of school. Not even uh-huh. after his first year of school, after the, the hockey season was over in his first year. And then he said, well, I was only planning to play one year of school, maybe two. Well, what's the point of going to school if you're going to play one year? Like, you might as well go develop in the best league rather than playing junior A and then then go to the NHL or do whatever, right? But uh-huh. I don't know, it's, it's kind of odd why, why guys are keeping their NCAA status open yeah. for, to go play one or two years maybe like I, I don't understand that for the high-end guys obviously it's it's an excellent option if you're maybe not a full-time whl player or you're kind of on the cusp of that and you want to play yeah. junior a there's nothing wrong with junior a it's just for the high-end guys it's i think it's kind of pointless so then what's his this matt's what's his option next year then he could play well he'll have to play midget um with he's Northern Extreme this year, so he'll play midget there, I assume, mm-hmm. or wherever. And then, uh, then as a sixteen-year-old, he'll decide if he goes WHL or Junior A or whatever else. So, it is there is that bit of a gap in Canada between, uh, say, high school kids to the, you know that. 15, 16. Well, you got major AAA. Like yeah. That's... I guess it's getting more competitive with all those academy teams and things yeah. like that. Maybe that's what they're trying to develop. Uh, interesting. I think most people were expecting him to get the exceptional status so that he didn't. Uh, yeah, kind of adds a bit of a more drama to the story. But So now uh, maybe does he not go first overall? Because if he was granted exceptional status, he would have been first overall, guaranteed. So maybe now there's some doubt. Maybe, yeah. Maybe whoever gets that first overall pick, do they kind of waver on the decision to take him? I guess there's going to be lots of discussion with his family. So. And do they do do they do interviews and discussions with him beforehand? Yeah, they yeah. can do that. That's yeah. not some sort of weird tampering no. question. No. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Very well. Then it may. If yeah, I guess we'll know come draft day if he drops down. Then must be clear as to. Must be clear that he's not totally committed to the WHL yet. So, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll wait and see. Kind of talking, yeah. So that's looking at the Pats roster going forward a little bit. It's worth talking about the import draft here too, since we will have a higher pick. Yeah, it'll be in the top nine. Yeah, yeah. So you're starting to think, okay, is there anyone out there that's worth us looking at and picking up? It's not to say that our guys this year are. A disappointment in any sense but the reality is this is uh i mean it's a business in a sense that winning is the business and if there's an opportunity to pick up a player do we take it yeah well they have to do their due diligence 
yeah. and look into a player. Like both these guys we got, we had a very low pick. Uh, I can't remember what exact pick they were, but uh, both of them, for what they are, they're pretty solid. I mean, but we're going to have a top nine pick. It could be an NHL drafted guy we could pick up. Mm-hmm. But that's if he wants to come here and all that rigmarole yeah. with yeah. the Euros, right? But the Pats, they have to do their due diligence and look into it at least, at the very least. Yeah. They'd be stupid not to. Now, we were talking, we haven't quite figured it out if you can have more guys on your list or your, I guess not your roster, but if we say we did pick a guy. I think you can have three, but you have to declare at some point which two you're going to have. I mean, that makes sense. You only can have two. So the question is how many you can have for how long. Yeah. But if you can have three, then bring them to camp and if they show up to camp and... Exactly. Have a competition there, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, there's. I don't. I don't really know who's out there or who's. You know, obviously, who's willing to come here? That's a whole nother story. But yeah. you know, there's a, there's a couple high end guys like uh, from Finland, Kapokako, yeah, game winning goal, World Juniors. Like he's he probably will get drafted. And then there's the Russian. Can't remember his name offhand, but uh, he's ranked number two. Yeah, like, very good chance he's he's could come over here he'll get drafted either way so you know there's gonna be some talent available at number nine it's whether or not we decide to take it whether or not decide we get a player who wants to come yeah wanting to come is the big thing right because yeah oh yeah there's no denying that those european development leagues and the leagues they can play in there are not i mean they produce great players so. yeah yeah, it's just whether or not the player wants to come to Canada to play or not. Yeah. Some do, some, you know, obviously some don't come. Some so. of our guys go over there yeah, and play there. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, that being said, Setoff's rated a C skater in the NHL draft. So it's not, I mean, there's obviously someone's recognizing some skill and some potential there. So he's should be someone I don't, you don't want to get rid of and possibly make a, Zamula mistake, mistake, I guess, if you want to call it that, but you know, that kind of decision, yeah. yeah, let go of a really good player. Yeah, it, it's an interesting, another interesting choice. Um, like Paddock was saying in an interview, I was reading that he or it was on TV, sorry, that uh, the roster, even the roster we have now, and how we've been saying it's the team of next year, he says it's not, and there's going to be some changes. So maybe that's one of them. Yeah, who knows? Right. So it sounds like there might be some changes here in the off season. I think there always will be. Um, Paddock doesn't, he's always kind of tinkering and trying to get better. So if the opportunity arises, I could see him taking that. Yeah, he's not one to stand Pat. Just wrapping up Pat's news here, we want to recognize Austin Pratt on his 250th WHL game. Majority were with Red Deer. But he's really kind of coming into uh, his own here. This year's been uh, kind of becoming a leader on the team. You think you think you could see him stepping up next year? Yeah, I think he'll be captain next year, definitely. Um, right, no reason for him not to be. Um, it's been a tough year for us, and to have someone like him step up and kind of take that leadership role, um, really lead these young guys, a lot of young guys, and be some other young guys next year coming up. Uh, he seems like a great guy to have have representing us and yeah he's been he's been through the, the ups and downs lately so 
should be good leadership in that locker room with him. Yeah, definitely. Him and Walker, I think Walker seems to be quite the leader on ice, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's kind of a late ad this year, and I haven't seen too much of him, but we've all been really impressed with his with his game. Yeah. Um, kind of got bit by the injury bug here at the end of the, the season, but... Could have used it in the, in the Moose Jaw game. Yeah. Who was uh, being up to his dirty self there, throwing yeah. some punches, and could have used a big, strong guy out there to yeah. put him in his place. Yeah, he's definitely... He's not a... I wouldn't call it, I don't know, an enforcer, but he's a presence. Yes, definitely. <laughs> he doesn't a, take anything. No, like, no. One of the first games here, he was stepping up for somebody. And yeah. I can't remember who it was, but he definitely stepped in and and definitely made his presence felt. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's look around the league a little bit. Things are starting, the dust is settling. Um, East Division with PA Saskatoon Moose Jaw is all figured out. Central... Um, Lethbridge is really kind of making a bit of a push here. They're nine and one in the last ten. Yeah, they, just, being, they just passed Edmonton. Yeah, but it, Edmonton's eight and two in their last ten. Right. So two teams really pushing for that top spot. Uh, still figuring out who, how it's going to settle down, but we think it'll end up being Red Deer, Medicine Hat, and Calgary. Brandon looking in from the outside. Yeah, just I think with, so. With their uh, past couple of losses here, unless. Yeah, something really turns around here, but Medicine Hat is two seven one in their last ten. They are on a slide, uh, so they but, might just kind of squeak in. And but they are, you know, the four points up with three games to go. So yeah, they should hang on. But then they hang on. That gives them a date with PA in the first round. So <laughs> you know, yeah, sure you made it, but yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a quick exit. I especially if they're not playing. Very top good. hockey yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough, tough draw for them. Um, so then the BC division is looking pretty well sorted out in terms of could it up being a difference between the one and two seeds with B, um, Vancouver and Everett. Yeah, they're tied now. Um, Vancouver's been pretty hot, 7-2-0-1-1. Same as Everett. Go ahead. Read something Seattle and... Uh, Everett, Seattle's been playing Everett really well yeah, lately. Yeah, they just beat Everett. Yeah. so And that's a potential first-round matchup. So Yeah, and the goalie they picked up, that Roddy Ross, came out of the AJHL, and he's been very good for them since they traded away their goalie to Lethbridge, who ended up quitting. So, yeah. Yeah, no, Seattle's, you know, they look, when they were here there, they look good. I was impressed by them for being a, a 500-ish team in the last place in the U.S. division. Yeah, they could be a scary team to play in yeah. that first round. No no sleeping on them, so... Definitely not. Portland's been struggling a bit lately. They've had some injuries. They're not going to catch Everett, that's for sure. They're hanging on to second. It's going to be them and Spokane for sure in the first round, whether or not... just depends who has home ice on that one. Yeah. And then Tri-City's in for sure, and Seattle should be in any... yeah. Next point gained or point lost by Kamloops therein. So okay. So yeah, the dust is settling here. Not too too much more to figure out. We don't really have a ton to play for more anymore either, other than pride and guys fighting for roster spots and making a, an impression for next year. I think. Yeah, it'd be nice to get twenty wins. Get it would nice, be. Yeah. You know, a, a two instead of a one. Uh, that means two out of the last three we need. Brandon, you know, if they lose here i think they play during the week as well if they lose that they're done so maybe they'll just pack it in in those last two games and we did beat them 
twice in a row. I would say it's the one team we've had a bit of success against this year consistently is is Brandon. So yeah, let okay, let's that's the goal for this this week. Let's get to twenty wins. Yeah. Let's beat be nice. Swift. We need to just put our stamp on Swift and say, Yeah. And then we just need to split with Brandon. Yeah. And that's cool. Nice. So uh speaking of that Brandon game, uh awesome turnout for the Booshaw Friday night game. We want to do our part to help and get as many people into that that game. Uh it's fan appreciation night. Fifty fifty start at twenty seven thousand. Yeah. So lots of incentive to come. They give away lots of stuff. They're basically giving away bobbleheads and stuff. We, yeah. Our whole section got one last year. And, um, so we want to do our part. We have uh, a couple pairs of tickets. Uh, we traded in our Bring of Friends, and we essentially bought a whole row of tickets. Yeah, in our <laughs> section. So In our section. So anyone who doesn't have tickets, who wants to give some to some friends and family, uh, hit us up with a with a message on Twitter, and we'll give those to you. Um, we got four to give away, so we'll give them away two sets. So, yeah, anyone that wants to get some people out that maybe don't normally get to go, give them these free tickets, and should be a fun night regardless of, of how this season's gone. It's the last game, and, yeah, it's fan appreciation night, and it's usually pretty fun. Um, wrapping down the season, it's weather's getting nice, and... Heck, baseball's starting up, and yeah. Yeah, so. I tried to flip on the game today, but it wasn't on TV. Yeah, I was eating lunch. I was like, oh, yeah. Jay's game is on. No, it's not on TV today. Was, but, oh, well, there's be lots of those uh, in the summer to watch. And Probably not too much left for us. We'll uh, we'll try to work on a season review episode, some news as it comes up with drafts and whatnot. But, yeah, so far it's been a good year. Yeah, thanks for your listenership this year so far, and hope to keep it going. All right, we'll see you guys at the rink. Bye.